I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello. Hi. Oh, hello. What's up? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Well, so another week. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, what a week it has been. Sure has, hasn't it? Hello, everyone. My name is T. Kyle. And I'm Bradley. And welcome back to another episode of Legends Only. Your weekly pop culture podcast where we talk about how the Rain On Me Purple Disco remix is the fucking bop of the summer and... Legends Only. <laughs> Um, and that's all for this week. That's all I had to say. No, thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you so much. Um, um, before we get started, obviously we need to give a huge shout out to all of our supporters on Patreon, patreon.com slash legends only. Thank you so much to everyone for your support. And there is a Patreon exclusive part two Q and a episode that is live now for everyone in the $2, not a local tier and higher, as well as for everyone in the legend tier, some power hours. And there is a, another one coming in the works. Surprise. I didn't even tell you that. Oh, I may have revealed it on my like YouTube video recently. Like at the end, I like whispered it into the, but like I'm working on another one. That's the point. <laughs> so, you know, we're feeding, <laughs> we're feeding the girls over there on Patreon. We Thank really you, are. Everyone. Thank you. Everybody who is a, Legends Only fan, we really appreciate your support. So, shall we get into this week? So, normally we kick off the week, the episode, with a segment that we call Quarantini, which we are going to do again this week, but we're going to be pushing that to the end of the episode because there are some things that we need to discuss this week. Yes. Yeah. And um, I will actually timestamp in the description below if you're like, I don't care about these other bops. I just want to hear about Britney. I get it. You can skip ahead. And yeah, I'll leave that in the description below. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. 
So before we get into anything new this week, I think there's something that happened that is taking us back. It really is, all the way back to 2007, and not to Blackout, which you might be thinking. But or Dignity. 2007. <laughs> yes, um, we're talking about the debut album, Just as Iconic, by Miss Catherine McPhee. Do you feel the she's McPhee? She's an icon, but she's not somebody that you think about all the time. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> well, her gay I, social media intern certainly is. Oh, her gay social media intern is iconic. <laughs> She's on every trend and makes it Catherine. It's really incredible to see. If you, it's fantastic. Yeah. She certainly uh, injects herself into the gay Twitter discourse. I mean, justice for open toes this year. That's really the story of 2020. What we're all talking about is open toes. <laughs> Um, anyway, that's not what. Oh right, what right, right. But so, yes, yes. So in the latest, I can't believe this is happening in 2020 moment of just things that don't make sense, but also do. Miss Billy Eilish, William Eilash is another popular one. That's horrible. <laughs> I mean, I think she's in on the joke and finds it funny. I think she said it during a during a late night appearance or something. Oh, she okay. did something with um, The Office. Uh, I think it was uh, Dwight's character. Oh my God, what's his actual name? Anyway. I don't know. I haven't been in, in an office in like four months. What's What are those? <laughs> what was that? Anyway, so she does a um, radio show like we do, sort of, except this is a uh, limited series with her father called um, Me and Dad Radio, where she talks about you know her and dad. This week's episode, or last week's rather, she and her dad went through all the songs that made her childhood, uh, or just they had a special memory between the two. And she kicks off the episode with Catherine McPhee's Over It, which is just, and it, it's not even legendary. Just like, it's legendary if you ask me, but it's not even like um, just casual. She's like, no, this got me through stuff when I was a little 13-year-old upset about all the wrong things. She speaks only facts in this song. Like, she is in with Over It. But yeah, so she stands over it, and then she plays it on her radio show. And uh, Catherine saw Stand, and they had a nice little... Well, they didn't have an interaction, but she posted it. Ugh, I wish we could be, like, hit it, and then, like, play Over It right now and not get sued for, like, copyright infringement. But, like... It's yeah. such a good song. It really is. Everybody, if you haven't heard it already, get into it. It was the lead single from her debut album after unfairly placing runner-up American Idol season five with a man who shall not be named as the winner. It was just like a perfect... It's by Billy Steinberg and Josh Alexander who did like JoJo's Too Little Too Late. Ooh, it's very... Don't let it go to your head. Like, it's very that. It's... Oh, and Shirzy's Don't Hold Your Breath. So, Ooh. I mean, it's a legend moment. It really is. Yeah, so that was just a uh, Legends on Legends moment there. I love and, that song. I love the intro. Uh, so good. So dramatic. It really is. So everyone stream, buy and stream over it and open toes. Um, this week, let's get it charting. <laughs> We've done it for every other song this year. <laughs> right. <laughs> Won't take that many streams to get there. Little McFevers and little eyelashes band together and let's make this happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> Over It by Catherine McPhee has just outsold Rain On Me. <laughs> <laughs> Steals In this year, the number one spot. Likely. 
Could yeah. you imagine? <laughs> Honestly, if there's any song that's gonna steal Raid on Me's Thunder, I would appreciate if it was Over It by Catherine yeah, McPhee. Absolutely. <laughs> um Yeah, so going from being over it to uh really fucking into it. Uh-huh. Miss Dula Peep released well actually this probably was it last week or the week before because oh, it was we, last week okay because i was gonna say last week we took a trip down memory lane so we didn't do all of the new stuff but yes and if you haven't heard it yet uh fake fan but also go listen to the Lindsay lohan speak deep dive available now where we took a trip down memory lane and i unpacked some hard memories about chocolate cake and my first boyfriend yeah, last week's episode was kind of amazing. I feel like like I love it so much. Dare well, I say that it's one of my favorite. Oh wow, that's up there. It's up there with like Bionic and the Thanksgiving episode of Britney Britney <laughs> Breach. <laughs> that was a deep um, cut. That was a classic. Yeah, yeah. That was a classic. That was a classic. So Miss Dula Peep, Dua Lipa gives us a music video for Hallucinate. And Mm -hmm. I saw mixed reviews about the fact that she did an animated music video. Yeah. But like, we're in quarantine, and so I get it. Yeah, and I I kind of also feel like that's now one of the boxes that you tick as a legend, is you have to have at least like one animated video in your arsenal. As stands who took Break the Ice and Kill the Lights seriously we have to allow for Miss Peep to have her own animated video. That is true. Both of those music Uh, videos are in the Power Hour, and people uh, are always like, what is this? And I'm like... Oh, you didn't cut class to see that (laughs) premiere? Because we did. (laughs) Mr. Photographer. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't even think that... The problem with Hallucinate as a single, which obviously I stand, is just like it's still quarantine and it was, it, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. It's terrible. It's a club single and we can't go to the club. So it's just right. like, all right. You know, I mean, it, it deserves that recognition and she's right for doing it because it, by the time clubs are open, the album's cycle is over and it's like, yeah, it deserves single treatment. And, you know, this is a fine holdover. I have a feeling levitating will come after this. There's a lot of chatter about that and all those rumors that it could finally be the Madonna moment. Really? So, oh yeah. There's Is it like loud rumblings? But like legitimate rumblings? Yeah. Like Madonna yeah. and Dua. Yeah. Oh my god. If there was some sort of remix made where they incorporated beats from Confessions, which I know that the yeah. beats on Confessions are not like a hundred percent original, like they're samples from other things. I just, iconic. And I mean, Levitating is one of the songs she did with Stuart Price. So it's like, maybe there's a connection there. And maybe they made it happen after all. Because the other thing that I find very interesting is she has been name dropping Madonna rightfully. This whole album campaign kind of. And just saying how good Confessions was. And really paying a lot of tribute to her. So I just wonder if that was sort of setting up for it. Maybe. Ooh. You know, I don't want to have our time. confessions deep dive on here too. If you're not we familiar, do. yes, we do. But you're looking for a new fun dance record to enjoy <laughs> during this moment, right? But I'm not mad at the video. I actually thought her character was cute and that it was a very it's cute so video, cute. right? I felt like this was almost like an intermission. Like, she's like, I'm still here, by the way. Yeah, my I mean, album is still so phenomenal. 
Yeah. Totally. yeah. <laughs> it's like, here's a holdover until s- s- whatever many months. I was going to say six <laughs> to eight. I don't want to, you Gee. know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> S- 64? Saturday, 2023. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, and you're right. To be honest, you really can't be critical of anything a pop star gives you right now. Like, anything is a bonus. Anything is a cherry on top. Because what are you going to do? And I don't really feel like anything is slaying the scene as far as pop. Like, Chromatica, of course, is having its moment among the gays. But, like, it's not... Right. Anywhere probably would have been. Like when I look at the charts and I'm trying to find bops, I'm like, Uh, the shit that I've seen, you don't have that many. (laughs) (laughs) Dead. Yeah. But I mean, is it embarrassing that I crack myself up? (laughs) Which is why we have to go back to songs we remember and and reminisce about. Right. Like you have, we have to have like fun. Which actually segues perfectly into the next song, which I know you were living for, um, oh. and that would be Kygo reinventing Tina Turner's classic What's Love Got to Do With It. Love. Now, again, the gays are not really having this. I've seen a lot of mm-hmm. discourse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the tweets were really funny. I think it was um, PD wrote, like, um, like Kygo pressing, like, the flute twice and then, like, thinking it's a remix or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong, but it's also like, I appreciate this because you're giving the children a reintroduction to an actual legend and giving it a more modern spin. Not, it's it's pretty much just a remix. It's barely touched the song. Yeah. Um, it sounds so, very similar to the original. And I have to yes. say, like, I love the original. I haven't listened to it in a while. Yeah. She's an icon, but she's not somebody that you think about all the time. That's referring to the song, not the legend, just to clarify. And so I, like you said, like, I appreciate that he's taking these songs that are iconic from different eras. I mean, the kids these days, they don't know who Tina Turner is. No. Um, And so I just, I mean, I want a whole album now. I want Mariah. I want Celine. I yeah. want him to touch a Britney song. I want just like a queen of pop, Kygo remix album. I know the gays are probably like, oh my God, no, don't do it. <laughs> Not me. I'm like, I want it all. I want him to do Emotions by Mariah. Oh, yeah, I feel else? like that needs to have another big moment. And I Shaka. Think oh. Aretha. Yeah, I mean, anything that gets it back into the mainstream, I'm, I'm cool with. I mean, there's... Uh, what was that Flo Rida song? <laughs> there was Flo Rida's Good Feeling, and that sampled uh, Etta James, uh, Something's Got a Hold on Me. And it's like that reintroduced another like legendary vocal into, I mean, Flo Rida's the literal definition of local and straight. But, you know. Oh, sometimes I get a good feeling. Oh, yeah. All good feeling. Yeah. I was like, what did he actually call it? I had a feeling that I never, 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 never felt this name before. No, no. I get a good feeling, yeah. Know what I want? Oh, no. What? You're, everyone's going to be like, are you fucking kidding me? Okay. I really want someone to take the beat of Sandstorm and remix it into a 2020 bop. Yeah, no, I think Sandstorm needs to have a moment, like, for sure. Right? Like, that is just like... I feel like the kids know that one. I feel like it's very like 
because now like 2000s dance is very nostalgic yeah so i feel like they know like bar mitzvah bangers like that and like songs that were like you know middle school it's always on it's on all the dance hits dance classics it's just like one of those better off alone uh, heaven like all those yeah baby you're all that i want sandstorm exactly (laughs) so uh we'll just commission all of those from djs make that happen great see you at the club 2023 oh don't even say that (laughs) well anyway speaking of the club legendary fave cascade also dropped a not club song called when i'm dreaming no you guys know i love cascade um this was such a strange sonic shift and i feel like didn't we say it a couple weeks ago where i was like i feel like every single week he comes out with a new sound yeah which is good and bad yeah but i am so into this it's very much a chill step there is a twitch stream not sponsored that I listen mm-hmm. to that's called like 24 seven chill step or something like really generic like that. And it's just kind of like lo-fi beats that you can yeah. work to. This fits in that. It also reminds me of um his Christmas album, holiday album. Sorry. Very that. Yeah. But I'm very into it. Like if you're looking for something to listen to while you're working, lo-fi, mellow. Yeah. If you YouTube um, K-pop chill, indie R&B, try this one too. Yeah. Hey, Indy. <laughs> or Chill Study that... Beats. Yeah. Oh, Chill Study. I love Chill Study Beats. Very that. Speaking of beats. Oh, my uh... God. Song of the Summer. She's an icon. She's a legend. My has... Stephanie Jeromato. <laughs> she has finally, I guess, decided to log on and commission some remixes of Rain on May including the Purple Disco remix. Yeah, so shout out to Purple Disco because <laughs> he just did a song remix of Duke Dermont's Ocean Drive. Oh yeah, that's really good too. Which is a bop. But then the remix is so good and I just discovered the remix and then I saw him tweet like, oh, I'm working on this new thing and I listened to it and I was like, oh my God, that's rain on me. And this to me is like the definition of a bop. Like the beat, you bop, like you literally bop to it like physically bopping can you uh, explain a bop can you um, define bop so a bop is where you like physically bop you know what i mean okay. like you're walking you're just like bopping up and down you just you can't not dance to it that's what a bop is to me uh, like i put it on and i just start shaking my tits like you know right no i totally know something yeah, fun she... something for the summertime something for the girls to you know get ready and party to Thank you for I for everyone at home. I requested that addition to the soundboard. You did. Because it's basically everything that T. Kyle says in one meme. So <laughs> <laughs> something fun, something for the summertime. <laughs> like, literally I feel like if I was a soundboard, it would be something for the girls. And then it would be yeah. I'm shaking my tits, and then it would just be like, um, I really want them to go electronic. <laughs> yeah. Or like that basically sums you up. I'm from New Jersey, so... Oh, are you? No, actually I'm not. I've been lying this oh. whole time. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're worse than Gaga. Are, are you from New York? Are you Italian? <laughs> I'm an Italian girl from New Jersey. <laughs> there could be a thousand people in New Jersey, and all you need is one to talk about it all the time. Um, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it is. It's a... Uh, 
it puts a great spin on Rain on Me, which is having a fabulous life of its own right, right? now. Anyway, yeah, I feel like it's really gaining steam. Yeah, I think so. I think definitely a contender for calling a song of the summer. This mixed up, fucked up summer. Yeah, it's we stand. so good. Would love to have her start uh, doing something. I mean, again, as I said, we can't criticize any of them for not doing anything in this strange world. But no. of all the girls, like she really did just be like, here it is. <laughs> Go away. Oh, I know. She dropped it and then rocketed off to Chromatica and was like, see you there. It's so wild because can I say something else? that's like really um, a bold statement. Oh, I feel like Lady Gaga dropped her best album this year. Oh, shit. Yep. And then was just like, okay, here's my makeup. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> she like, was like, anyway, Stephanie, back to <laughs> CGI a thousand doves. Someone go do yeah. it. Can someone CGI <laughs> right. a thousand? Or like, Have you seen the new thing? Whenever somebody mentions a thousand doves, there's a video of her grilling chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I haven't she, seen this. There's like a video of her grilling chicken wings from <laughs> something. Cut to that. <laughs> No. Uh, yeah. Someone but, CGI uh, a dove and then hit copy paste a thousand times and just like make a yeah. video. If I knew how to do like animation and 3D, I would totally do it. Well. Also, I feel like I can't unsee the video of Wendy Williams dancing in Central Park because it fits exactly perfectly to the beat of Thousand Doves. Just make that video. Just put it online and see if she'll accept it Yeah, as her own. Speaking of that oh, video, yeah. um, because I feel like something that we do on this podcast now, which was not intentional until like things started happening, but we really have started manifesting in our lives. We have. Speaking things into existence has become real to a scary degree. And so if A Thousand Doves becomes the next single, I will officially be afraid. Oh, I won't. I'll be shaking my tits. But <laughs> I mean, I do believe in manifesting and I really do believe in like the secret and like all that stuff. That's a something more personal for maybe like a Patreon moment. But right, no, I yes, we we'll put a pin in that for Patreon. But we'll take the pin out for a second because I just want. Okay. <laughs> so this whole entire week, I've been like manifesting my future and like trying to like get inspired or whatever. And uh-huh. I just want to say for the record. If I ever get my own show one day, which may never happen, but we can manifest it and I get, or I win the lottery. I'm just going to do it for no reason whatsoever. Okay. I want production to help me recreate the Wendy Williams in Central Park dancing video (laughs) as my season one commercial. I love that of all the things that you could manifest in this world. You've heard it here first. I have been manifesting it every single day. I walk through Central Park and I'm like one day. Yeah, all and those you things too. Recreate Wendy Williams dancing in Central Park. Yep. Every okay. day I walk by and I'm like, I just see myself standing in the center of that little ring, like a circus, just uh-huh. going with my arms out. I can hear it. Yep. To a thousand doves. <laughs> so I need to win the lottery so I can pay for a thousand doves rights and a production crew and dancers and a choreographer because I don't know how to dance and a film the- crew. I can actually see you at your desk or whatever I guess you're having for your show and then playing this clip and being like, see, I manifested it. Well, if it ever happens in like 15 years from now, you guys right. heard it here first. <laughs> pull the pull it out of the records. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was totally uh, random, but like I really have been thinking it anyway. Um, sorry. I need to dream bigger, clearly. I'm 
What's something you've I'm been manifesting lately? Also, <laughs> you're sitting there. You're like, oh, I really want lasagna. Yeah, literally, that's that's manifesting. You're like, when is Kyle gonna shut the fuck up so I can hang up and get my lasagna? In fact, I manifested the dinner I had tonight. I wanted this one restaurant so bad. It, we got it, and my meal had a bug in it. Ew. <laughs> I don't know if that's an omen or if that's you <laughs> what know, kind. Um, that. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of feels like how the year is going for me. It's very Alanis Morissette. It's a fly in my Chardonnay, but it was flavor. <laughs> mm, it's just so real. <laughs> anyway, oh, uh... give it up. They clearly they were not fans. So, uh, have you seen that TikTok trend of the strawberries in the bowls? Uh, oh, this... no. I was going <gasps> to. Oh wait, yes, you put it in the salt, and then the yeah. bugs come out. I was I'm say, those. I just can't like. <laughs> this is opening um, a whole new can of worms, if you will. Pun intended. Uh, this conversation is bugging me out. I need to <laughs> not. <laughs> we have to stop. We have a lot we to get through. To stop. <laughs> you know, let's crawl on over to the next. <laughs> Sorry. It's so hot. I'm sweating to death. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, what's next? Um, Baby Troy. <gasps> oh my god, easy. I can't even look at you. Yes, Troy is back. He's having, you know, his own moment. He dropped a song a few months ago, I want to say, or less. And then there's a new one out called Easy. With a music video that definitely proves that he's still bitter that he didn't get that Call Me By Your Name casting because he definitely is like recreating the crying scene in front of the the fireplace. I don't know what that is. Oh, you never saw it? No, what's that? It's a gay movie with Army Hammer and Timothy. Oh my god, Army Hammer's hot. Yeah. Well, he's newly single, so have at it. That's my only commentary on. It's like, (laughs) he's hot. Well, go for it. He just got a divorce, so. From a man? From a woman, but maybe, you know, maybe he's going for Timothy now. Well, back to the song. (laughs) Oh, right. Easy. I enjoy, I'm trying to figure out the vibe that Troy's going in. I feel like it's mellow, chill. He's always kind of been that. that, You know, most of his music is fairly mellow, but um, there were definitely like some sort of like Bowie-ish isms in the video of his like look, very like androgyny look, Mm -hmm. some... Yeah, I mean, I think I'm he's fantastic. And I will say yeah. um, justice for Paper Cut, which is on the Zed album. And it's like nine oh, right. minutes long. It's so good. It's, ugh, I'm obsessed with it. That was where I first I, heard him. And I was like, mm. yeah, that is still like my fave. I, I hope he becomes a dance queen on the side. But yeah, he's. I was going to say it, but I didn't want to. I was. <laughs> oh, he should go electronic. <laughs> I literally was going to be like, oh my God, Troy Savon should go electronic. <laughs> But, like, actually... Well, he has an EP coming called In a Dream in August, and he described it as a collection of songs that explores the emotional roller coaster period in my life when the feelings and thoughts were most shockingly fresh, which kind of means living in 2020. Yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. He always gives us something interesting to talk about, so I'm always down for more Troy. And we did get some albums as well. We did. And I'm still diving into this first one we're going to talk about, which is Miss Ellie, Ellie Goulding, Brightest Blue, which is also like a concept album a bit. She split it into like kind of like pop, more pop record and then more experimentally. Mm-hmm. 
um, like collabs. And I'm like halfway through the album because I didn't even dive into it all the way. But yeah, I don't, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a lot more mellow than I thought. It is. But the track that stood out to me was called Tides. Oh, okay. And she does interludes on this album, which I love a spoken word moment. Oh, yes. Rise up, Lotus Rise. And so <laughs> I was, I've been in a very like tit shaking mood this past week. So I didn't really like connect with the more mellowness yeah. of it. But yeah. And oh, I am obsessed with the graphics, all of it the typography, the color scheme, the little Spotify animated videos, the visuals in the music video. It just looks yeah, so awesome. The, the Spotify videos, I like that they have that update now. And I think. Uh, more artists should do that for their whole catalog because it's fun to look at. (laughs) That's my insight. But yeah, I agree. She's on a different vibe than like Halcyon or some of her... gracious, I can't seem to stop. Yeah. Oh, that song is fucking amazing. But it's cool that she's like still collaborating with like Star Smith and the very first people that she made music with. And yeah, I'm still digging in though. But keep that on your radar. Do you remember when we saw her in Puerto Rico? Yeah. Iconic. That is insane. That, I know. That was, I still can't believe all that happened. Yeah, once upon a time, not long ago, I was a hoe, but also, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but also, T. Kyle and I and our friends, John Ali and John, we all went out to Puerto Rico for this insane over the top rum sponsored trip for music bloggers back when brands were just shelling out a shit ton of stupid money for like the music industry to do whatever and we get flown to a five-star resort to go in the middle of nowhere on an island to see ellie perform and calvin harris and calvin harris and it was just the most incredible like out-of-body experience we were drunk the whole time oh my god i had so much fun in that pool yeah, there was like Ugh. a DJ at the pool at all times. It was probably one of my best experiences of my life. I'm never going to have that again. Those views. Ugh. like, Do just you remember the pools? Gorgeous, the infinity pool. Ugh, Being able to go on a beach, friends, live music, bars. Yeah, it was like a collection of things <laughs> where you can't do. So, <laughs> Oh, well, you know, at least we lived the experience, right? We were so happy then. <laughs> <laughs> I was so drunk and happy. Yeah, we were all on one for sure. I just remember doing like death drops in that pool with those strangers and that yep. one Halloween. Oh my, oh wow, that was so fun. Oh, when I almost, yeah, yeah. That's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> I just met someone the there. The things oh, that I'm happened on that grass. <laughs> oh, that will save that, ha- that, oh. Me and Jay Morg almost got into some <laughs> trouble. Trouble. Anyway, um, we like to have fun. We're fun. We like to have fun. I miss having fun. Same. Now Whatever. I just talk to like the birds outside. Anyway, <laughs> the turkeys in your backyard. Yeah. <laughs> hey, girls. <laughs> actually, we have a deer that sits out there, like for during the sunny oh. afternoons. So cute. Probably has ticks. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dasher. Uh, anyway, and then you have an album that you are into that I haven't listened to yet. Oh, so there's a group called The Midnight, and my friend Andrew recommended them to me. And so I did like a back catalog revisit. And I think I mentioned them on here. I 
was definitely promoting them a lot on my Instagram stories. They just came out with a new album. It's called Monsters. And funny enough, one of the songs is called Monsters, and there's a female vocalist on it. And it is, like, very similar to the Gabby Hanna, where she's like, what if I'm the monster? No. Well, see you in your apology video. <sighs> yeah, literally see me in my apology video when I get canceled. Gabby um, Hanna, I'm sorry. <laughs> 23,000 dislikes. But the standout track for me is called Dream Away. It's also one of those ones where it just kind of it's one of those bops. Like you just can't not dance to it. And what I love about this is the album art. It's a illustration of a bedroom and it's so nostalgic. There's a computer, like a Mac computer that has America online on it. One of their songs is called America online. It's so good. And it just is so, I don't know. It just like brings me back to a moment in time. And then that's the front cover. And then when you flip the album over the back cover is this like beautiful illustration of the room all packed up with cardboard boxes. And it's like everyone has that moment where they move away or whatever. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. Wow. I need to, I, I'll look it up. Yeah. I just <laughs> thought it was very um, like the art fit really well with the album and it's synthy and retro and a lot of like dial up noises and modem noises and I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. Nice. We and don't then, stand uh, men, but we stand now. No, 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 no. And back to women. Um, my, I just <laughs> have a quick recommendation from K-pop world, and that is the group G Friend, and they just released their EP "Song of the Sirens," and it's it's like a continuation in a, in a series. And their lead track "Apple," which is very good and cool, was co-written by Hannah Robinson and Richard X. Which, if you don't know, that's like Annie, Girls Aloud, Kylie, like legendary pop songwriters. And now they're crossing over into K-pop. So worlds colliding. And uh, yeah, it's it's very cool. And now BTS's agency, Big Hit, merged with their agency and is like funding it. And you can really tell that the big bucks are coming in. And it's very cool to see like a girl group get like major funding and, and all that good stuff. Love so, a big production. We do love a big product. It's very cool. The The video is very cool. Good girl gone bad vibes. Ooh, a moment. Very that. Very like Maleficent, I want to say. Like very, yeah. Love anyway, that. get into that moment. Um, and so now let's dive into some legends who are making moves. Uh, some in music, some not. Uh, I'll kick this off with Miss Kylie Minogue is causing all the lovers to shake and cry because now I've done like this everything you need to know about the album post where I'm like tracking all the hints she's been dropping but she her team accidentally uploaded what appears to likely be the logo for the era on her store very quickly uh, a fan found it did some screenshots actually a few fans and now there's very loud rumblings that the single will be coming at some point as soon as this month and that store moment kind of suggests that they're gearing up for it really soon so we might have a kylie minogue 15th album lead single very soon which uh a reason to live quite frankly everything suggests it's going to be an adult disco record and i'm ready i'm gonna make a promise here Uh oh that i am going to follow this moment and make sure that i get into it i'm very happy to hear that Mm -hmm. uh Especially because I do think she's going to do dance pop, for sure. I'm ready to have Kylie. Obviously, 
I'm just mainly posting about her in my stories lately. I just, I'm really having a Kylie moment right now. But uh, yeah, so that's the latest from Kylie. Didn't um, she, um, didn't you say that she was learning Logic Pro and like working on her, like actually? Yep. Okay. Yeah, her label confirmed that she has been vocal engineering at home during the quarantine, which is I'm truly. So that. Wasn't Troy Sivan doing that too? I think so. Ugh, so and, cool. I mean, this is going to be a time for artists to self-produce or just, you know, virtually create their songs with producers, which I'm sure, you know, they do a lot of anyway, but this is really the one of the few things in the arts that you can do at home is make music. So She's about to do what she's about to do, and she's about to show what the girls should have did. That's absolutely going to be me standing outside in Connecticut. <laughs> By yourself. <laughs> talking to a bunny. Being like, she's about to show you. (laughs) You're going to be scalped. You should honestly get a tripod and (laughs) film yourself, like put it really far away and then like film yourself, like talking to no one doing that. (laughs) I just might because I almost did that today. Not going to lie. You know what? In the park. I haven't interacted with anyone beyond my immediate family in four months. It's very possible. Moving right along. We have... Miss Rihanna, Robin Fenty herself, who is adding to the Fenty name and not adding to the discography. <laughs> nope. <laughs> With Fenty Skin. Did you sign up? I signed up. Me too. I'm ready. I'm ready. Like, I fully believe in Rihanna's products and that she would not just slap her name on something. I don't think this is a quick scammery. I think she knows there's a lot of pressure on her to have a legitimate brand. She's high fashion, legitimately. So I... I I'm very interested in the skin line, Fenty Skin. I know. I'm ready to go from looking like aged milk to... Lukewarm skin milk. Yeah, almond milk. <laughs> yeah. 35 Please, calories. I want to just look like oat milk. Ugh. I, <laughs> I know. I'm like, ooh, maybe I'll... Maybe it'll shave six months off. I don't know. I know. Yeah, but I'm going to try is, it. Yeah, no, same. So she did a little teaser video. It looks like some sort of cleansers, some moisturizers, some serums. And then she did a campaign video and revealed at the very least that Lil Nas X is involved, which, you know what? This is a place if for legends. a success story of going from a little Nicki Minaj stan account to being in a Rihanna makeup skincare campaign. Like, that's the dream. From tweeting people stream Pink Friday <laughs> to... Putting on moisturizer for Rihanna. Like, well, maybe dumb. one day you'll be in a Brent Timmitz commercial. I with your sweatpants. With the sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> the most the most promo those sweatpants have ever gotten is you talking about them in every single episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing I wear. Yeah. Um if only the brand still existed. Oh, oh. well. <sighs> but yes, I'm very excited for Rihanna. I I get the impatience for R9, but She's already got a song, too, that she could use for this promo, too. Exactly. Oh, yes. I made that rant. Skin. There's a perfectly good song on Loud that she should be using for this. Hopefully she will. Hopefully. And Um, then re-release it and then have Kygo do a remix of (laughs) all of it. (laughs) Of course. But, you know, I cannot blame her right now. In this moment, it's even less less enticing to release music but everyone's just staring at their skin at home yeah i would do it too right i mean i feel like i've i've aged like fucking 10 years and four months so thank you (laughs) rihanna i'm not i'm not in there begging you for a new album i need 
you know, I've been like trying to figure out serums and vitamin C and hyaluronic acid and everything. Yeah. I'm like literally like sh zap my face off at this point, please. Exactly. Um, I literally have um, hyaluronic acid. No joke. I have I have it in my hand right now. Um, oh my god. An ice roller. I was sitting before we were recording because it was so hot and I was like, oh my God, I have a headache. So I was like rubbing this like ice roller on my forehead I'm like, as if it's going to do something, but it's kind of amazing. Not sponsored. Sorry. I'll put it, yeah, not yet. Throw it away. We're trying. We're trying to get that Fendi skin sponsorship. <laughs> right. <laughs> God, I would live for that. Uh, we'll just, we have to keep talking about it until it, it finally lands in her ears. But um, yeah. So R9, maybe not, but Fenty skin, yes. Well, speaking of Rihanna... Um, shall we talk about a moment that's been happening on the internet? Uh, some cake, 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 cake. Better be careful before you put your face in it because it might not be cake. Oh my God. Yes. If you haven't noticed everywhere across the internet over the past week now, everyone is posting videos of things that they, that didn't seem to be cake that were cake. And then in some disgusting cases, cakes that you cut into and it turns out to be like noodles inside <laughs> now i'm not exactly triggered by them but they are they do like infuriate you when you see them right because some of them look brain. so real and then so my former co-worker shout out to samantha vincenti she wrote an article for oprah magazine about why it's actually unsettling and there's like a psychology behind it that like in 2020 when we're very anxious about what's happening in the world. Like we want predictability and having the, this as a meme actually triggers us with anxiety or disappointment because once again, something is happening that we didn't see coming. So it's like adding to the cultural anxiety. Interesting. It, it would check out. Now we can't even have a fucking cake or a piece of or a shoe. A croc shoe is actually cake. I was so edibled when I watched that video and I was just like, wow, that was cake. Yeah. For the cake. <laughs> <laughs> and like the rat, I was like, oh my God, wow, that wasn't really a rat. <laughs> the rat. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Or the baby. Like there's some of them that are like a baby. So... There's a baby, there's a dog. And they're all cake. Oh, uh, no, I don't like. No, I don't want to see that. Mm -mm. So if you're online, just be aware that people are cutting into things. I loved the one tweet that was like, cut the cameras, literally. And it was a Nikon. Like, <laughs> it's so weird. It's super weird. Yeah, it's unsettling. And I think it does. <laughs> what I just thought out. of. Or what? So, well, first of all, I have to say, like, our references have been spot on. And so good that, like, you'd think that this was scripted. Uh -huh. But when you said before, you're like, be careful, because it might not be cake. Do you remember when <laughs> Katy Perry... <laughs> Do you remember when Katy Perry was at that award show, and there was that gigantic cake, and she went to jump on it, but it was wood. <laughs> it was, like, wood with icing on it. <laughs> no, wait a minute. What? What's the word? Oh, my God, I'm crying. <laughs> No, right I don't. Oh my god! I oh wait a minute, Katy Perry cake fail. <laughs> Is it? Cake I feel dive so bad. Awards. Yeah, I feel so oh. bad. I'm literally crying. It's so bad. It's like it looks so painful, and I feel so. Oh bad. my god! <laughs> I just <laughs> wait. You need to make sure the audio of the flop. It's gonna be so bad. 
like literally was like three tiers of like plywood. Oh my god! Frosting on it. MTV Latin American Awards 2008, (laughs) diving onto a giant cake and the slippery results. (laughs) I feel so bad for her. She like that, and then like the video of her with the slime, like the poor thing. I feel so bad. Oh. oh wow, that is truly how the smile era is going. Oh. <laughs> we didn't even talk about smile. Oh. I'm smiling right now. I'm crying and I'm smiling. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. I love the um the album cover. I like the picture of her. But so many people were like showing slightly better graphic design and especially that one that she retweeted was like uh, next level circus, but you know, a sad clown. The clown. But suddenly, the clown is me. I. It just. It definitely invites more mocking. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. think I don't, it does. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I feel like she's trying to have fun with it. So. Yeah. No, I agree. That song is definitely not my favorite, though. I want Kaigo to do a remix of uh, "Teenage Dream." <laughs> God. <laughs> We will get to that when we do 10 Years of Teenage Dream, which is coming at some point because the 10 year is this year. 2020? Oh, it is. Yeah. Let's do it. I, oh my God, I love that. I feel like I always sing. Every note under the every song. Kygo Remus. Yeah, no, not all of them. Hummingbird Heartbeat. Uh, Yeah, I would support yep. that. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, I'm like, I'm still, I'm so thrown off. I was just laughing so hard. Um. So, okay, well. and I <laughs> here's the transition that I did script. Oh, yeah. So, from cake memes to me, me, Mariah, <laughs> that one was planned. With as edible. What? You came up edible with that oh. one. <laughs> no, I wrote that before we started. Oh, perfect. Um, I was like, well, what can we try? Oh, me, 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 me. me. Davenport moment from Drag Race. Oh, that. Oof. All the memes. <laughs> that that episode of All Stars Five. Oh, we'll have to get into that later. Justice for Kennedy giving her that song as the dancing queen. Mm-mm. Ooh, and wow. it was just rough the whole way through. But anyway, yeah, Mariah nope. Carey, MC Thirty. Yes, everyone. MC is having. An anniversary moment. She does not acknowledge numbers, but she does for album anniversaries. Let's get it clear. She's celebrating her debut, and she kicked it off with the live debut EP of her at the Tattoo Club in NYC, uh, where she sang like Vanishing and Vision of Love, and she covered Aretha. And I just, it's incredible to listen to, first because the quality is good, but also just imagine being there and seeing Mariah Carey before anyone really knows her name and thinks she's just like the new girl on the scene. Yeah. And she's like, this is my current single, Love Takes Time. Like, what? Right. Like, pre-legend? Pre-legend. It's definitely just cool to, and it's also on her YouTube, see and hear baby Mariah making her showcase debut like i'm just happy it's recorded i think it's awesome that they captured that oh i know and such good quality i believe it was a tv special later um on after but yeah they've definitely they're pulling out all the stops for mc30 there's like bonus content coming rarities it's 
it said every Friday. So I'm like, do we need to add an MC30 section with a theme song at this point? Because, because well, I'm gonna have to start, you know, click, click, click and come up with something. <laughs> I'll take another edible later. Rich's uh, compilation montages of her doing like retro moment of gypsy, whatever. QVC Ooh. moments. Back to the Billboard Hot 100. <laughs> oh, I'll come up with something. Absolutely. And speaking of theme songs, our next section has a theme song. Hit it. High fashion. (laughs) So editorial. Guys, this is awesome. This is a billboard. This is super high fashion. Oh my God, that's so high fashion. So high fashion. Okay, so for my high fashion editorial moment this week... I would like to give a shout out to Allie Brooke. You guys know I'm like a new Allie Brooke stan. I am so upset that I can't be at a festival listening to all night. So my high fashion this week is Allie Brooke and her new music video. But I also wanted to throw out (laughs) that she made an appearance on a legendary TV show this week called Blues Clues in Blues Summer Spectacular. But the only reason why I wanted to talk about this is because the commercial is so dramatic. It's like a stunning lineup of magenta, slippery soap, and singing sensation Allie Brooke. Ladies and gentlemen, coming this July to Nickelodeon. This is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's the Blues Clues and You event of the summer. Blues sing-along spectacular. Get ready to sing along with Josh. Magenta, the mealtime quartet, slippery soap, singing sensation Allie Brooke, and of course, Blue. Put your paws together for Blue's sing-along spectacular. Coming this July, only on Nickelodeon. And she's doing the dance from the meme of her. Like, do you know the gif of her that is, like, iconic? No way. She's doing that dance. And I was like, why has no one noticed this? So I just needed to, like, say it. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. That is incredible. Yeah. You know what? She's such a good sport. Like, she's just down for everything. Right. Literally Paprika's wigless. Yeah. Is Paprika even still there? Maybe. Like, what happened to Salt? Who's the host? There's a new one now. Uh, Oh. And they're all 3D. So I don't know what happened to Salt, Pepper, and Paprika. Oh, right. The baby Paprika. Yeah, she's probably all grown up now. She's probably selling feet pics on OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) They don't Salt shakers don't have feet. (laughs) Cap pics. (laughs) Shake it like a Paprika. (laughs) Can't. Wow, that's a really good one. I know. The male time quartet. Oh, yeah. Literally ended Fifth Harmony's career. Uh, <laughs> She's coming back for revenge yeah. now. Power of Four needs one mailbox more. <laughs> uh, and for my high fashion moment, if you've been tuning in at all for Canada's Drag Race, have you been watching, by the way? No. But okay. I think I know who you're going to mention because I saw a video of it on Instagram. Oh, okay. Yes. So the I'm wigs. referring to definitely one of the standouts of the season, and that would be Jimbo, who for the challenge runway uh, wore what could only be described as Cock Destroyers meets Legentina in the Lady Marmalade video. It was That's what I saw. Did you write that? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. That's that's where I saw it. Then. Yeah. <laughs> that's where you got that exclusive. Yeah. Um, it it's uh it was a perfect she was just safe that week, so they didn't even get to like critique it. But I, I lived for it. It was um, 
the theme was like wigs, wigs, wigs or something because the hair was all of them were, you know, wigs. So wig, my wig, my wig. Yeah, my wig, my wig. Yeah. Yeah. Candace Drag Race is like, to no surprise, like the polite sort of like cousin to the original. I mean, the actual the critiques are actually a little more severe than the U.S., I feel. But they're kind of just like playing dress up and pretending to be RuPaul. It's kind of weird. And also the guest does the announcing on the the runway instead of RuPaul. Interesting. Yeah, she's like, it was Deborah Cox this week, which was actually legendary. But (gasps) She's an icon. Yeah. So... House diva. I like like the international editions. I like uh, the weird cultural... uh, Not weird, but like the things that are not something that we see on Drag Race here. The the cool, like, Canadian-esque flair of it. Like, their mini-challenge was to read in English, French and drag language hmm. um, from a prompter. And it's like, oh, well, we would never have that here. So that was like a cool thing. But where yeah. can you watch it in the US? You can watch it on something called Crave, which I don't do. But then I, I've sucked it up and I've finally given my coins and got the World of Wonder app. I think it's like $3 a month. Oh, and, uh, But you can watch it instantly when it premieres. So okay, I think it's worth it instead of bootlegging a stream from somebody in kansas and facebook but right watching an instagram live right with their commentary over it yeah <laughs> so shout out to that and also a quick shout out to miss jesse ware um who's still producing those visuals from what's your pleasure uh she looks very chic in this video for the kill and uh you know very diy at home quarantine videos the girls are doing what they need to do so she also has some really cool ones with dancers. She's making it work across the world as best she so, can. So do you guys love clubbing? Are you dancers? <laughs> that was the application for the dancers. <laughs> they checked it. Great fashion this week. High fashion. I love fashion. Ugh, that was a billboard. Well, that sums up all the new things of the week. But there's some stuff that we need to discuss in a segment we like to call Quarantine Knee. Should I should I do the should I do the music just? Um, sure. Oh. <laughs> okay. So our world is going through such hard times right now. Coronavirus, and we're all staying in. Coronavirus, and we're all staying in. I burnt my gym down. So coronavirus, and we're all staying in. One thing led to another, and I burned it down. Stream and or purchase Glory so that we can get it on the Billboard Hot 200. All right, so there has been a lot that has been happening in the past two weeks, and a lot of you have sent us DMs and tweets asking for our thoughts on some things that have come up in recent days, and specifically two things. There was a Instagram carousel of images, text images, and a TikTok that both went extremely viral. I'm talking six-figure numbers, millions of views, and also I would say like various other TikToks as well. Like there was one main one that went viral. Oh yeah, it's it's now many, many, and now it's and dozens and dozens. Yeah, yes. So I we can't we don't have the time to go through like every single one, but I'm sure nor the desire. Well, that too. <laughs> She's got a point. <laughs> um, so there's a lot. But I feel like most of you have seen the Instagram slide. It is on the Instagram account, diet underscore Prada. I feel like that's the easiest place that I can direct people to if they do want to read the post. I believe Mm. it's still up on there if you want to just see it. So the whole Free Britney movement has been kicked back up again. 
we've talked about this on the Britney podcast. We talked about this last year. This started, it began in April of 2019. It went viral, it was trending, and then it sort of slowed down and we kind of kept our eyes on it. Some stories popped up and then it is now surged, I would say, in my opinion, I feel like it went more viral two weeks ago than it ever did. Ever. Ever. Um, And it has just, I mean, it's just transcended into these websites and these Instagram accounts that have millions of followings, like 10,000 times bigger than us. It has just gone really, really, really far and wide at this point. And a lot of people have asked me my opinion or asked me, hey, can you go through this and tell me like what's true, what's not true? Yeah, lots of text messages from people I haven't talked to since middle school. Well, (laughs) are they single? No. Um, I was thinking about like, well, how do I want to tackle this on the podcast? Because for me, from my standpoint, I produce this podcast, I edit this podcast, and that's not a knock on Brad. I'm not trying to say that like I'm whatever. It just, it is what it is. Like I love producing it and doing the editing. And one thing I have really tried working on in the past year, two years since we launched a podcast is being really mindful of the words I use, my sarcasm. I just talked about this on my YouTube channel where I was saying, you know, I've always been so sarcastic and I realized that I have to be careful with my sarcasm and the jokes that I make. And I've just tried to really get better about context and making sure that information that I'm sharing on my platforms, even though they're small, making sure that I'm just being responsible with my platform, if that makes sense. And what was the word that it's called again? Like journalistic something. Integrity. Journalistic uh, integrity. Well, uh, uh, sure. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the point being that like, I'm trying to be better about making sure people know when something is my opinion, when I'm sharing information that is alleged, if I'm sharing information that is unverified, if I'm sharing something that is a rumor, if I'm sharing something that is a conspiracy, a theory, whatever it is that something is, I'm always, I'm trying to get better about making sure that I'm responsible about how I present information. We just have seen such a rise in disinformation and it's really harmful. And like, there's so many things that have happened in recent months. For example, the Twitter thread about Hillary Duff, which I don't even feel comfortable repeating what those allegations were because it's so disgusting and it's so horrible, that was a lie. And it went viral. If you're curious what that Twitter thread was, I just ask that you guys Google it. I'm not comfortable repeating it and sharing it on here. There's also other things like the whole Wayfair trend that just happened this past week. The TikToks about Naya Rivera. Mm. Everything about Chrissy Teigen that has been happening on Twitter. Mm. And if you look at her feed, she's been responding to a lot of it and really trying to go in there herself and debunk a lot of these conspiracy theories about her that people are spreading. Even something like as silly as the rumor about Beyonce's real name, which oh right was funny for Stan Twitter and is so silly. But like my point being that there's just but been... people also believe it. There is a small faction of people who do take that seriously. Right. And this is becoming such a serious problem on all social platforms. And so I really care about the internet. 
It is where I have my career. It is where I've built so many of these communities. It is where our podcast community is, my YouTube community. You have your career on the internet. Like you're a blogger, you're a writer. It just is something that I really care about. And so when I see all of this stuff happening, it really makes me upset. And I refuse to be a part of that problem. And I refuse to share things that I feel are fueling that problem and are adding to that problem. And there are just so many things in this Instagram carousel and in these TikToks that are just unverified. There's also so many things that are just easily Googleable. Like, for example, on slide two of this Instagram carousel, it says, Britney was a child star starting at the age of four years old on Broadway. And this is going to sound so nitpicky, but she was not four. She was 10. And it was not Broadway. It was off-Broadway. It was called Ruthless. And it was in March of that year. And then later that year, she would get cast on the Mickey Mouse Club. So simple, easy things that you can Google that are just not correct. And this is only the second slide. And I know that that sounds so nitpicky, but there were so many details in these slides that were so easily fact-checkable. Like, original Doll was not supposed to come out in 2006. Also, there was a sentence in the Instagram slides that talked about Twitter and saying that Twitter deleted the trend. And even with that, like, in my experience professionally with Twitter, they don't do that. Like, I, it's just information right. that I can't say is true or false. It's just all unverified and unproven. And everything in the Instagram post was written in the context of being fact, except for one sentence where they did use the word allegedly. One sentence out of a eight or nine slide Instagram post. Just like little things in this that were incorrect, factually incorrect, and so many things that were presented as fact, even though they're unverified. I was just not, I'm not interested in sharing, going through every single one of these and debunking every single sentence that is in them because there's too many. There's just too many things now to debunk. And as of this point right now, like today, we were having fun with quarantine knee. Things were feeling good. Things were feeling fun. And I am no longer interested in like the discourse because it's going too far and it's gone too wide. And in my opinion, it has just gotten too out of control. And I don't want to add any more gasoline to the fire spark. And it's like, anyway... Um, I have always said in the past on the Britney podcast, when we talked about free Britney a year ago, there are valid concerns and questions that I have about this situation. However, I'm not going to engage in spreading theories as facts. And I also just want to say, like, I know that we've put out, like, I've put out a hundred something YouTube videos. We've put out almost like 70 podcast episodes. I understand that like I may have made a joke or I probably said something wrong in the past, but like moving forward, I want to be responsible and I want to be better. And I just want to make sure that I am sharing my concerns, but like in the right way. And this isn't fun for me talking about this anymore. Certainly not fun for me. No, We're on I, the, same page. the comment sections on her TikTok and her Instagram make me so upset the things that I see people saying about her on Twitter, everywhere, it just crushes my soul and I can't do it anymore. And so I am no longer engaging in it. I am no longer interested 
in the discourse. I have absolutely no interest in feuding with other fans, with arguing with other fans, with fighting with other fans. I have no interest in being right or proven right or proven wrong. There's no winning for me in this whole conversation. The only person I care about is Brittany and her family and everyone's well-being. I want them all to have happiness and peace. And I am not engaging in theories and conspiracies and photoshops and memes and mockery and making fun of her appearance and her eyes and her makeup and everything like that. I am done. I am signing off. I am closing the door. It doesn't mean that like I won't open the door back up and scream by glory in the future. But for right now, it's not fun for me. It's not enjoyable. And I'm not participating in it. And that is it. And scene, door closed. We need to take a break from it. And also, just last point I want to say, because I know how the internet is and the things that are being said, um, I am not scared to talk about this. I am not fearful about talking about this. I have not been silenced. No one has sent me a letter. I have not been threatened. I am not being paid off. No one has paid me. Um, I received a Britney Jean tote once. I've talked about this. I think I threw it out, to be honest. Um, I just just want to say that on the record before the conspiracies about me start up again. No one is paying me. No one is threatening me. I'm not scared to talk about it. I and also same. <laughs> yeah, like just to. I know it sounds like stupid that we have to like say that, but like seeing how far everything is going, I'm like, I, I'm fine to talk about it. I can talk about it. I am right now, but I'm closing the door after this conversation is done. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. It's like the only cease and desist I've ever got is from a housewife. So if you are listening and you see someone saying, "Well, T. Kyle got paid off." It is a lie that is not true. So just know that. And scene again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's everything that I have to say about the situation at hand. And um, I've been informed by my co-host that she would like to make a statement. I have There's a statement. no idea at all what you are about to say, but I cannot Truthfully, wait. Truthfully, I don't either. Yeah, but I literally have no idea. Um, you've been like, I have I have a statement. And I'm like, okay, me too. I want to build up the anticipation. Uh-huh. I've been anticipating. I'm just rocking with my anticipating French CD pressing. Yeah. Just rocking back and forth. So, which not everybody has. Difficult to get. That is true. Mumu's yeah. to the stage, please. Is this thing on? <laughs> it is. It's it's recording. So <laughs> take it away whenever. <clears throat> well, as I recall, we ended the Britney podcast last year saying that we were uncomfortable with the level of speculation and theories that were only just starting to spiral since the wellness day, the court appearance, all of that. And now, I mean, guess what, Mimi? Look where the fuck we are now. Oh. The absolute clownery that is afoot. And I know I'm not the only one saying this because I've seen what Britney fans are saying on my timeline. Here's the thing. If you want to dive into the deep end and say she's sending cries for help in the colors of her outfits and the shadows in her eyelashes, be my guest. But I will not be joining you and the Gen Z TikTok crew of Clout Chasers. Like, way to derail a legitimate ongoing concern about her well-being and something that the true fans have always been uneasy about and questioned for over a decade 
to derail that with absolute hysteria from people who clearly did not grow up with her or follow her career very closely until like a week ago. And now we have Ariel Winter from Modern Family sharing messy slideshows to millions of people that have partially accurate information about the conservatorship and then ridiculous claims about her career, including that her record label changed her voice so she couldn't compete with Christina's debut. I'm so sorry, Christina, that you're being dragged into this, by the way, like as if you aren't asked about Britney in every single fucking interview already, that she can't sing live or else she might reveal her true deep voice, which clearly these assholes have never heard Soda Pop or... The entire first album. The entire first album, Deep Voice Nate, Hello. She might have a signature baby voice that they crafted for pop radio that is her brand, but they also didn't hide her voice. Like, I thought we celebrated how wacky and all over the place she's been throughout her whole career with her voice, from, like, Hot as Ice, Going British Knee, Perfume, Private Show. She does a lot with her voice and it's not just baby voice or one thing or the other it's just not that fucking sinister in my opinion the slideshow said that original doll was scrapped for trying to return to her real voice first of all if they really wanted they had the date wrong too yeah they did slide if they wanted the original doll sessions like scrapped from the world why would they master and release mona lisa which is arguably the most damning of all those songs about her situation and fame and her breakdown like why would they put that on the chaotic ep if they were trying to like distract from the original doll sessions it's just not that sinister and then i don't even know what point we're on but the fact that they said she can't sing live because it'll be bad like that was so disrespectful that line and then they can't reveal the true voice there's no way you follow britney you would know that she sang like Let's give him something to talk about two years ago at Peace of Me that she sang Happy Birthday All Over Asia. How about when she went on tour for the M&M's tour in 2007, peak rebellion era? She booked House of Blues dates. She came out there and she was very noticeably, and it's no shade to my queen, lip syncing. The CD skipped. When she was rebelling through all that, if she wanted to get on the microphone and sing opera, she could have. She didn't. She dances. She doesn't need to sing live during that. It's like not that deep. I don't understand that there's always this conspiracy that she's being held back from singing live. So if she wanted to, she could have gone on stage and just sang opera like she did in Chaotic, which you wouldn't know because you didn't watch it because you're a fake fan. Oh. Like, <laughs> she also sang live on SNL every time. Yeah, I mean, we there, she's sung live over the years a lot. The fan fiction of those first slides. Now, of course, I'm not going to take away from the fact that it does highlight several of the, m- the many problematic parts about this whole saga of the concert. <sighs> Almost said it wrong again. Conservatorship. Got that right after a year. Yes, but you can't just twist the truth and her career in order to fit a perfect narrative of her always being essentially enslaved to all these people pulling the strings. It's so, it, it's so sinister over the top that it's just not reality. And to everyone who's managed to turn this concern into total tinfoil hat territory for personal gain to use a hashtag for clout without knowing a goddamn song of hers besides toxic it's like congratulations you've completely derailed what was already something that fans were concerned about it was already in the media there was that 2016 new york times article this is not new information but you've turned it into a scavenger hunt for clues in her posts and essentially are bullying her looking for signs in what she's posting to a absurd degree 
I'm not mad at all. And I should clarify because I'm going to get dragged anyway, but I'm not mad about asking the hard questions about something that seems incredibly shady with plenty of evidence suggesting that things are not right. A lot of sketchy situations over the years. I'm not in there with her doctors, the judge. They've done no favors for themselves and making it feel good for the fans. I support asking that. But I also support being respectful of what very little privacy still remains for her at this point. I don't support bullying. And the hysteria of it is just really out of control. Ultimately, this is a perfect storm. We've said this of a person's medical history and mental health, which we are not privy to, nor do we deserve to be. Fame, predators who came into her life, who she herself has said she paid the price for big time, people who used her, and millions of dollars. I agree. Doesn't make much sense, does it? The whole thing is a shit show. But the truth is, I have no idea any insight into her personal life like that. And the last actual update that we have with some form of documentation is that her mom petitioned to have a say in her finances, which maybe that's good, maybe that's evil. I would hope it's good, but at the end of the day, who knows who to trust at this point in the game? Because I don't. I'm just a gay with a Twitter account like the rest of you, and it makes me uncomfortable even discussing this shit. But people wanted us to weigh in because I wrote about her for over a decade and made the dumbass decision to stand her in 1998 when really... I should have just gone with someone like Hoku or Vitamin C and had a quiet life living in the land somewhere. <laughs> you know, I someone online... That it's free- time that I should just <laughs> let you go. As we go. go. Oh, no! Oh, that's too fitting! Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Anyway... Someone online said free Britney is just QAnon for gays. Well, they said bottoms. And I can't seem to find the lie because at the end of the day, there is a very serious issue in the middle of this that we don't understand. And it is being just obliterated by it's gone so far into Facebook aunt territory. The call 911 eyelashes post was so unbelievable. I thought it was a joke. I see that it is not to some people. And that if they very seriously think she put call 911 in her fucking eyelashes. I, I just, and you know what? I say to that, if Brittany has been blinking out Morse code cries for help in her eyelashes, then let me get my clown hat and makeup because I'm boo boo the fool. But I'm going to go ahead and go with my gut, which tells me she's not. Not that I know any better. Like, in all seriousness, the reality is that Britney Spears was taken advantage of and failed by many people in her life. And it is hard to know which way is up anymore. But now we have her own fans, some of them, not everybody, making memes out of her and, in my opinion, bullying her, turning her into a sort of scavenger hunt for clues for what they think is cracking the code to something. And I understand it's well-intentioned by some, but I don't think that others are really fans. I don't. I think they're just cracking a code of some kind. But the beauty is that what happens in the dark eventually comes to light, and I'm praying she's happy and healthy and safe and free in whatever way is best and safest for someone like Britney Spears in her position. She's a strong, resilient woman, an icon, a legend. She's already been through so much, and that's all I can really say is I hope for the best. 
I cannot contribute any further to all of this than, oh, it's a crack. Oh, and that one came through clear. (laughs) She's got a good connection today. And fittingly, that's that's where my interaction with all of this comes to an end, period. I don't know. I think that was really well said, to be honest. <sighs> I think also one thing I forgot to say is that seeing how people talk about Britney now tells me that I guess only fans were paying attention to how vocal she's always been about her mistreatment by the public, by the media, the disgusting obsession about her virginity, then to quickly brand her a slut. She was torn down, mocked every move she made for years, especially as a mother. She's made out to be stupid, slutty, a pop robot. She was already addressing speculation about her breasts in her SNL monologue when she was 18. We forget that the headline for the infamous photo of Lindsay, Paris, and Britney in the New York Post was Bimbo Summit. She didn't deserve that ever. And I don't think people are even remembering how bad she was treated this first go around of public insanity. I think we forget how bad it was and what led to everything that is now. And now we have a new bad feeling. I don't know. We want to do this in a way that doesn't go left like that. Of course, we're very concerned and questioning exactly why something is in place after over a decade. Only pop star to have something like that. It's weird. We agree. It's it's just, there's so many assumptions and it's really upsetting that it, some are coming from her own fans about what's happening with her. And at the core of this, as I said, is is mental health. It's something will never be accessed by us. And and even if it was, though, don't you feel at least this is how oh, they would they would. Yeah, that. Well, we're in this place where she could say with total coherence exactly what happens tomorrow on Instagram in a 10 right. minute video. And there would be accusations that she was. It was scripted. Manipulated into saying in that, you know. It's gone so far now that no matter what it is that happens next, every single step and every single move that's made or thing that's said or post that's shared is going to be twisted and not believed. That's how far this has gone. I don't feel like it's something that can even be pulled back. And I have no interest in coming on every single week and debunking all of the new stuff that comes out week after week after week after week after TikTok and TikTok and TikTok and tweet and tweet. Oh, the TikTok that she's making a moon reference to that one. Oh, I can't. I am wishing the best for her and hoping that there are people in her life who do have her best interests in mind. Fast forward to us next week being like, <laughs> checking back in at the LGBTQ community. No. Sorry, I just need a little laugh there. If it is in fact true that family, lawyers, judge, doctor, all of that are complicit in something. And I said this two years ago, like it will be a a truly gargantuan failing of the system and failing of her and massive just tragedy. Yeah, but it will probably be one of the biggest scandals in pop culture history if any of this winds up being true. And if it winds up being true, which I hope it's not, then I will grab my hat and my big wonky shoes and put on my clown (laughs) wig and my clown nose and I will admit that I was wrong and feel like a fool and probably feel really guilty, but like, un- guilty. Um, I would like one of these TikTokers to name some lyrics on that song. Tell me what that's oh. from and what year it came out before you start sending me these fucking Instagram slides where you think you know her entire career. Anyway, what it's was I saying? True. I, 
Oh, I'll admit that I was a clown and that I was wrong. But until then, we will. No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I also don't like, I'm not rooting for something to be, well, I'm rooting for her. Yeah. And that's it. That's really it. Like, yeah. (sighs) This is so awful. Yes. You can ask. That's the thing is like, you can ask the questions. There's just a difference. Like, in accusing someone of committing a crime is serious. Mm-hmm. It feels like we're being pushed to speak on it. Uh, well, speaking of speak, we did a really amazing deep dive into Lindsay Lohan's debut album, Speak, available now on Spotify, not sponsored. Yeah. Go listen to that. Go outside for the love of God. Log out. Get some air. Just take a breath. We're going to get through this, everybody. We're sending positive vibes Brittany's way. She's a strong girl, whatever's going on. And I don't know what else I can say. Fun times. Uh... Great, good times. Love talking about this. That is why we are social distancing from this topic for a hot minute. Yeah, honestly, though. I mean, we can also, you know, there's there's hearings up in like a week and then a month or something. And we will be following just like everybody else but we're not going to be an update account we're just not right i mean same story same song and dance from a year ago where we were just like listen like we just want to hear verified i don't mean to say that as like pointing fingers at other people and pointing this person or that person being like you're not verified like i it's not that like it's it's not that at all i just am waiting and i just want to wait for like you know what i'm saying like you guys know I feel like most people get it. They get it. Great. So until then. um, (laughs) Yeah. We will be returning on a brighter note next week. But until then. Something fun. Something for the summertime. Something for the girls to, you know, get ready and party to. Please. Know what I want to do now to end this episode. One second. We are going to go out. Shaking our tits. (laughs) Shake it off. (laughs) Getting sued. Yeah, getting sued. <laughs> Get sued by Jamie Spears and Lady Gaga. Yeah. All right. Um, can I really get sued for playing that right now? Yeah, probably. Oh, great. Um, so excited. Looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> something fun for the summertime. Um, <laughs> okay, no, but like seriously. Um, thank you everyone for listening. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And is there anything like on the horizon for next week that we know about that will be coming? Drag race finale. Drag race finale. You mean positive news? No. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, no, not really. Great. Well, 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 well can't uh, wait to talk about that next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep our, our eyes on the stars and uh, think positive. Mm-hmm. Manifest. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. And until next week, we will see you soon. Should we just randomly do a deep dive into like Hoku next week? Well, I've already brought her up, so we might as well. Yeah. 21 years of Hoku. (laughs) 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.